ओम ज्ञान चिरंजन शलाकाय Um, still the process of uh, spiritual life that is that pariprasna asking relevant questions so i suggested that if you can't get all your questions answered here you can approach senior devotees for guidance in your local area there's also uh, an email conference which is overseen by myself where philosophical questions can be asked philosophical pertaining to spiritual advancement and uh, questions relevant to preaching for instance uh, big news of the moment apart from plane crash in mangalore is uh, that some german scientist has synthesized remember it put some put some synthetic gene in a cell and uh in this way they made a great step forward in producing life in the laboratory so how do we respond to this these kind of questions come up from time to time so questions which are relevant to preaching may also be fielded there so if you'd like to uh join that conference you could ask Sri Gurd Hari Prabhu can give you the address. And if you'd like to ask questions in Tamil, you want to set up a Tamil BPK Sangha, or you can have someone translate them, or whatever. Use your intelligence. All right, question number one for today. Of course, sometimes the answer goes on for a long time. Also, we're going up till what time? Seven o'clock, and then. Uh, and then arati and then the brief drama okay yeah um in your previous question and the session you mm-hmm. have mentioned that the need of uh maintaining their ancient temples and in in such a case why should we spend so much money to build a new temple and uh, what should be our endeavor to protect the temples uh, the traditional temples which are falling off pushing from this model yeah very good question shila bhakti siddhan sarsar thakur was also asked why is he building new temples where there are already so many old temples he said that we need a place where we can speak our own philosophy our temples are meant for preaching Actually all the ancient temples were also established by acharyas for the purpose of lokahitam for benefiting the uh general populace of course the purpose of the temple is to worship krishna but krishna doesn't need our worship he's already being worshiped krishna is already being served much better by nanda maharaj yashoda all the gopis much better than we can serve 
but we need to serve him for our benefit. Therefore, on the uh, calling of an Acharya, he kindly comes to this world and accepts our attempts at serving him. So when we say that the ancient temples need to be restored, it doesn't just mean putting new bricks on them. As you may remember, I suggested that, for instance, at the Samadhi of Kula Shekhar Alva, there could be a, a whole institute with thousands of pundits discoursing on Mukundamala, Mukundamala Stot, and that at uh, Baruch, or the place of Brigukats, the place of Vamana, the, the whole, the leelas of Vamana Dev should be constantly recited by various devotees so that all new, all, all people coming can be, uh, can learn about Vamana Dev. What is uh, needed most of all is to revive the spirit of the great devotees of the past. Some of the famous temples of India, they are preserved as, they're, they're listed as architectural monuments by the government of India. So they see it as a monument, which means some relic from the past. And people mostly come to temples for darshan, and that's all. Darshan and prasad. But actually the, uh, the, the temple is meant to be a center of spiritual culture with many activities centered on Krishna. So we can best revive the ancient temples by preaching Krishna Conscious and inspiring people to take up that culture themselves. If we individually try to uh, renovate each temple, it's a much bigger job than we can do. By preaching, everything will improve. So, Setu Madhav Prabhu, is he here? Not here. He left already. He left already, yeah? All right. Well, and tell him he can take up the preaching mission himself. Everyone. Yeah, okay. Next question. In one of the Lord Shiva stories, it is said, Lord Brahma could not find the head and Lord Vishnu could not find the feet of Lord Shiva. This clearly proves Lord Shiva to be the Supreme. But we say Lord Krishna, Vishnu, to be Supreme. How? It's for you. Yes, it's true that there are many such stories in the Puranas. Every particular Purana glorifies particular devotee <coughs> or particular demigod. But in all the Puranas, somewhere also, that Vishnu is the Supreme is specifically mentioned. Most important, we should also see what Lord Shiva says about Vishnu. We may think so many things about Lord Shiva from the Puranas. But what does Lord Shiva say about Vishnu? That will be important for us to finally establish who is Supreme. Like for instance in Tamil Nadu, everybody talks about the chief minister here. Now everywhere all over Tamil Nadu you see these posters of Tamil conference and you know, the chief minister's face and this whole conference. Here you don't see any pictures or mention about some chief minister from, you know, Gujarat or somebody else from Maharashtra, you don't see their pictures or any talk about them. 
Because this is his place. He is yeah. the leader. Similarly, if you take Shiva Purana, you will see Lord Shiva being good. But here the chief minister knows that there is a prime minister in the country. Similarly, Lord Shiva also knows who is the Supreme Lord. Mukti Pradadat Sarvesham Vishnu Revana Samshayaha. Lord Shiva is saying, as far as giving Mukti goes, there is no doubt that only Vishnu can do it. And also, in many other occasions, you can see in the Bhagavat, Lord Shiva glorifying Krishna to the Prachetas and Lord Shiva singing the glories of Krishna in many other sections. So, we have to see the overall viewpoint or overall focus and Siddhanta of the Vedas that we can learn from great personalities like Lord Shiva, who is saying that there is no doubt Krishna is the Supreme. As far as stories where we see like this mentioned where Lord Shiva is concluded to be Supreme, we should also understand that they have other purports to it. Inside the Bhagavadam there is glorification of Lord Shiva by Brahma when all this Dakshayakya happened and the Lord Shiva got angry and he produced Virabhadra, destroyed the whole Yakya and then he was, you know, separately meditating on Krishna and Lord Brahma came and met him with the demigods and glorified him as the Supreme Lord. In terms of saying that you are the person who is in charge of the affairs of this universe and you are the person who seems to be giving shelter to all living entities, you are the person who is creating, etc., etc. And all this is true in one sense. It means that Lord Shiva is been given that particular service like Lord Shiva and Parvati are considered to be the mother and father of the universe. And all living entities pray to them for their material prosperity and for their requirements. But Lord Shiva himself is saying, but if you want mukti from this world, only Vishnu can give it, not me. So according to what is required in the time, place and circumstance, you can see Lord Shiva is addressed as supreme. But he himself is saying that actually the Supreme Person is Krishna. I am officiating on his behalf in certain affairs. So that's why it requires that we understand these stories according to the context, where they are stated, by whom they are stated, in what context they are being stated. Hare Krishna. Satyam Madhav Prabhu, your question about renovating old temples was just answered, but you missed it. You can say whatever you like. With Maharaj's permission, I just want to add a small Prabhupada's Leela to the answer he gave to the first question. I was in Kumbhamela recently for our Kumbhamela celebration here, a very big in Haridwar. At the time, Bhakti Charu Maharaj was recollecting Prabhupada's pastimes during the Kumbh Mela when he went to Allahabad. There, some local big people in that area were come to see Prabhupada and they were talking with him very nicely. One type of conversation was similar to what Setu Madhavan Prabhu had asked. One person was insisting and asking why you are building temples, there are so many temples already there requiring attention. So Prabhupada answered the question in many different ways. But the person was insisting, but still you can look after all the temples you don't have to build the new temples. So at one point of time Prabhupada stepped up his answer with a little more aggressiveness. He said that uh, you have children, 
They said, why you are having children? There are so many children all over the place. Why did you adopt so much? Like that, he said, we need to have our own temples to speak what we want to speak and do exactly what temples need to do. It is not possible to take somebody else's temple or some other temple and do it. We may not be able to do it. So we need to have our own temples. If the government gives us those temples, ancient temples, like Maharaj said, not calling them archaeological monument or so-and-so monument and hands it over to us, we will convert that temple into a wonderful place. Maybe you can check and see if the person who asked is present, because if he's not, then we can go on to the question of someone who is present. Maybe embarrassed to say in some cases. All right, then. Well, if the person who asks is, is not present, then we'll, we'll go on to someone who is present, the, the question of someone who is present. Often we read in the books of Srila Prabhupada, we should take the dust from the lotus feet of a true devotee and smear it, <laughs> smear it all over our body. What does this statement exactly mean and how should we act? Who asked this question? Also not present. Anyway, uh, if you can remember, in August, I, my Vyasa Puja offering to Srila Prabhupada will be published, which addresses this subject. In the website run by Pejavar Mat Swami Vishweshwar Tita, Purna Pregna Vidya Pita, there was an article by some Tattvavadi, so-called Challenging ISKCON, our philosophy and practices. They have been offensive towards Srila Prabhupada and Srimati Radharani. ISKCON has not officially replied to this yet. So what should the devotees do? Who should asked we, this question? Should we follow the example set by Srila Jiva Goswami, who defeated the scholar or Defeated a scholar who uh, took, who uh, insulted Rupa yeah. and Sanatana Goswami. Who defeated the scholar or follow Srila Rupa Goswami who did not waste time in debating. Um, well, that's maybe uh, one of the disadvantages of ISKCON being a collectively managed society is that you may get different answers to this question. It may be difficult to come to a consensus about this. We should respond to all such challenges and insults, no doubt. But to respond in their terms, may, we may not have anyone who's ready to do that, or, or competent to do that. Srila Prabhupada established the Bhaktivedanta Institute of Science and Philosophy to uh, preach to people who are steeped in various uh, academic disciplines and who have faith in their system. Actually, ISKCON is replying with every Harinam we do, every book dis we distribute, and our whole movement is totally eclipsing anything the Tapavadis have to do. As Madhvacharya himself said, the uh, understanding of Shastra should tally with experience. So, Prachakshavagamang dharmyam susukam kartamabhyayam. ISKCON is practically, it's practically giving... It's giving a practical process of spiritual life, of Krishna consciousness to people, which uh, in the, without being disrespectful, which the Madhva Sampradaya at the present time is not able to do in the same way.
But nevertheless, we should reply to these claims, but to do so uh, on in their terms, Srila Prabhupada said we should speak, the B.I. should speak to the scientist in their terms. So to do so requires uh, training in Nyaya, Mimamsa, and then Vedanta, like this. We should do, but we're not ready and for that. And uh, in, in terms of day-to-day preaching, it really doesn't matter that much because no one but them, it's not even all the members of the Madhva Sabra, including Vishveshwar Tirta himself, he also doesn't, I, I mean, he doesn't subscribe to that. He's always been for many years very open and appreciative of this one. And it's just a few people on the internet making a lot of noise, which no one's, hardly anyone's in, any, anyone, hardly anyone except their own group is interested to listen to. So it should be replied to, but it's not like the pressing urgency of the, like, the, like our movement's first priority to do so. Our answer is our Harinam, our book distribution, our temples, all of you, so many people actually taking to the worship of Vishnu, which was Madhvacharya's mission. I uh, have no doubt that Madhvacharya is much more pleased with the devotees of ISKCON who are actively propagating Vishnu Bhakti than uh, people who claim to be his followers but have nothing better to do than criticize those who are seriously engaged in propagating Vishnu Bhakti. We, and on the basis of these attacks, we shouldn't think that we, we have an enmity with the whole Madhva Sampradaya because most of them are most of their members are very appreciative of us, actually. And we of them. Yeah. There was some discussion regarding Zahir Naik, an aggressive Muslim orator. Some devotees were disturbed by his aggressive preaching. Some senior devotees are of the opinion that we should debate and defeat him but others opine that it would be risky as he is supported by some anti-social element. What is your suggestion regarding this? Mm-hmm. Ah. Is the ask of the question here? Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I was recently in the national meetings, Indian Continental Committee, regional governing body. Of ISKCON, most may not know. There, there was a presentation made about Zahir Naik's preaching. Uh, there was a devotee called Goranga from Gurgaon near Delhi. He has prepared some fitting answers to all Dr. Zahir Naik's uh, allegations and other types of accusations. I don't remember the details, but if you are interested, you can contact him. He studied the whole Quran. He studied oh, the Muslim yeah, yeah, literature. Yeah. Lokanath Maharaj, yes sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From, from Nagpur. Uh, I think he also sent me an email with the attachments on things from the Quran. It would be best if you contact him directly. He will give you much more information. And as far as your mind about, we should respond to him and I should do something about it. I'll again take the spirit of what Maharaj answered regarding the Tattvavaris of Madhva Sampradaya. We should double our preaching, do more Harinam, speak to more people about Krishna consciousness, 
and do our job more effectively, then there will be less such people. We have to always face some opposition from somebody or the other in these situations. Sometimes it is good to respond to them, sometimes it is good to completely ignore them. Because sometimes it may be a waste of time to have reactive responses and fill up our whole preaching with full of responses to all these people. Sometimes it is better for us to respond to them briefly so that our followers are properly oriented in the understanding of our own philosophy. If anybody is very specifically interested, then they should contact people like, I think his name is Goranga. Yeah. Goranga, uh, he is uh, well versed and you will get all the details from him. He is not a Muslim. He, is, uh, he almost became one at one point. Is it? He studied in a Christian school and he was he's from a Hindu family. He studied in a Christian school and he was very well versed in the Bible and he was practically almost a Christian. Then he became attracted to Islam. He studied that. He's learned Arabic and everything. And then Prabhupada saved him. <laughs> um, in this regard, just another thing I want to say. Yeah, that material should be made of Goranga should be put on a website with links to the uh, krishna.com and all of that. Right? Yeah. I can tell Goranga. Yeah. Work for it. At one point, Gokul Chandra Prabhu suggested that I meet this Dr. Frog and uh, <laughs> speak with him in public. Uh. Gokul Chandra Prabhu uh, quoted to me one of his uh, you know, amazing revelations uh. that Muslims are peaceful people because they eat peaceful animals. So my response was, don't don't uh, argue with a fool because other people might not be able to tell the difference. <laughs> it's not good to discuss with people who, are, who speak with such gross foolishness. <coughs> By distributing Srila Prabhupada's books, we want to raise people to a level of spiritual, actual spiritual consciousness. People, if they, if they read even a little of Prabhupada's books and they have at least some background of piety, they can immediately understand that this is completely different from any mundane religion, whether marketed as Christian, Hindu, Buddhist, Jain, Sikh, whatever. As Srila Prabhupada said, our books are especially meant for sincere people. A repeated theme of this camp has been, well, two repeated themes. Read Prabhupada's books, distribute through the Prabhupada's books. I'm going to keep on saying that throughout my life because I know that's what Prabhupada wants and it's good for everyone, individually and for the whole world. In one letter, Srila Prabhupada wrote that by distribu distribution of my books, all these bogus yogis will be finished. In Sri Bhakti Siddhanta Vaibhava, it is mentioned that Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Thakur had a strong desire to preach in Vrindavan and South India. And he also said he will come back again to preach in, the, in these places and reclaim his disciples who could not complete their spiritual journey. What is the meaning of this? Will he reappear again? He lives forever in his divine instructions and the follower lives with him. 
So he's acting through his discipular followers who are imbued with his spirit. Mm. That, anyway, we can discuss that in more detail at some point, not right now. The, the, the guru may appear in various forms. Srila Prabhupada was uh, in the 1950s, he was making his Back to Godhead magazine. And he distributed them in various places, including putting copies in various libraries. One librarian suggested to Srila Prabhupada that he write books. He said they are more authoritative and they will have a more lasting effect. Srila Prabhupada took it that his guru was speaking through this librarian. The librarian probably had never heard of Bhaktisiddhan Sarsvaktaku. We find the 24 gurus of the, actually Datta Atreya, who spoke to Prahlad Maharaj. He, he, he found his guru everywhere, in the pigeon. and <laughs> Pigeon's a guru. It's a big topic, big topic. Guru Tattva. have to write a book about it. We should write books because so many bogus people write books. There's some book written by some bogus person for other bogus people. It's, uh, what's it called? As Good as God. And it's a study of the guru in Gorya Vaishnavism. It's a study for bogus scholars, by a bogus scholar. The result is bogus. So we need to we need to write so many books. Because what happens, these bogus scholars, they write a book and then they become the authority. What happened, this bogus scholar who wrote the book about Gorya Vaishnava, the guru institution in Gorya Vaishnavism, was an ex-devotee of Iskon who had fallen into the deep dark well of mundane academics. The, the bogus demon rascal who wrote this book was a former ISKCON devotee who had been fallen into the deep dark well of mundane academics. Similarly, the, uh, the book on Bhaktivinoda Thakur, as far as the mundane academics is concerned, was written by a putative, or so-called, as Prabhupada said, disciple of Srila Prabhupada, who did a well-researched study of Patrinok Thakur from the academic viewpoint. So we need to research and write hundreds of books from the devotional perspective to counteract all this garbage that's being produced in the name of scholarship. A very misleading, demoniac yeah. What is the relation between the verses Nayam Teva Devo Pujam, Mahat Sevam Dvaram, Eva Jire Kruta, Nuna Pramaka Purute, Prabhavas Kavad, Eva Manaha, Srimad Bhagavatam 5 by 1 to 6? What is the relationship between those verses? That's the question. That's a question for you. I wouldn't answer it. Up to you. In what way? Yeah, it's, it's, it's too vague a question. It's a very general 
Who wrote this question? Now they don't understand. No. <laughs> that question will not be answered. No, it's, it's too vague. Who wrote the question? That question will not be answered. Yeah, no one can write it. You're asking someone to write a commentary or what is that? Is the questioner here, first of all? So shall we pass it up or is it an interesting question that you want to answer? Okay, I suggest we go on to questions of which the questioners are present. In the morning, it seems. Guru was compared to the captain of the ship and Krishna's mercy was compared to the favorable wind. And one, those who do not utilize this are compared to or are, are said as those who kill their soul. In Bhagavad Gita, it is said that soul cannot be born <laughs> or cut by the weapon. Uh, so, how is it possible to kill the soul? That's the question. Okay, that's good. <laughs> Well, it's ping pong. It's your turn. <laughs> yeah, but it's a puzzle tumblers, isn't it? Anyway, I'll answer it if you want. It is figurative. The soul cannot be killed, but one is as good as dead without Krishna consciousness. Achaitanya vidam vishvam. The whole world is like. Everyone's dead, dull matter. Life without Krishna consciousness is like death. So it's figuratively speaking. In our preaching, we speak about Varnashram society. According to that, we have good Brahmanas and there is no scarcity for Shudras. And uh, in our, with our endeavor in future, we can create good Vaishyas also. But uh, how to rectify the um, lack of Chatriyas? The reason is, in the modern age, the devotees are facing so many disturbances from non-devotees and uh, uh, we need Kshatriyas. Shall, shall our devotees can act as a Kshatriya or do we need to be uh, peaceful and expect Krishna's mercy? Well, I think I understood that the purpose of the Krishna conscious movement is established by Prabhupada is to take over the whole world. In the first canto of the Srimad Bhagavatam, Prabhupada gives a whole blueprint on how the world should be governed by devotees in the future. And since we are advocating the Daiva Varnashrama system, with Krishna in the center, Kshatriyas here would mean devotees would be knowing very well what is the need of every citizen, how to direct him, how to lead him towards Krishna. The Krishna Consciousness Movement is supposed to provide that type of leadership to the world. Only devotees can be very good in any of these roles. In the Bhagavatam also we read about many great Kshatriyas 
like Dhruva Maharaj, Prithu Maharaj, all of them are basically fundamentally devotees. So I think that as we preach Krishna Consciousness, make people understand the need for Krishna Consciousness and how, make them understand how Krishna Consciousness is essential for peaceful coexistence and happy living and prosperity, then people will accept those principles and accept leaders who institute those principles. So the Brahmanas should support such Kshatriyas. In the pastime of Prithu Maharaj in the Bhagavad, there is mention about King Vena because Vena was instituted as king as there was nobody else available. And he happened to be a very crooked person. So the Brahmanas there were also involved in that, but reluctantly. Seeing Vena's activities finally, which was opposing the Brahminical culture, opposing Krishna consciousness, opposing leading people towards God, they decided to do away with King Vena. So they chanted mantras and Vena fell down dead. And from Vena's body they produced Prithu Maharaj. And Prithu Maharaj was a very ideal leader because he was an incarnation of the Supreme Personality of Godhead and he led people towards Krishna consciousness. So this way, devotees can actually become the best leaders. We hope that by this movement spreading uh, more and more people understanding its importance of Krishna consciousness, they will be able to produce those type of leaders. I personally have strong faith that in the future many devotees will be doing this Shatriya work and governing the world nicely. I'll just add some more comments to that. I think it was 1973 that uh, our new Vrindavan farm community, which is very remote, far away from any town, was attacked very seriously by uh, demons who came in on motorcycles and attacked and they almost killed devotees and they shot some of them. And Srila Prabhupada was informed, he said that some of the devotees should get guns and practice shooting. Sometimes when Srila Prabhupada went in public in America, just like at a Rathiatra parade, some of the devotees surrounding him, unknown to other devotees, and to the police, and to the public, were carrying guns. Because at that time there was some very demoniac uh, opposition to our movement called the anti-cult movement, and they were afraid that Prabhupada would actually be attacked. <coughs> A few years ago I was at our ashram, Bhaktivedanta Sadhana Ashram in Govardhan, and I asked the temple president, who's... Uh, very serious devotee, very learned in Shastra, very serious in Sadhana, that uh, how come in the Mathura district is full of dacoits, how come you're not attacked? What's the security arrangement? I asked him. I was on his, in his office, he pointed in the corner, just behind the Almira, a gun. He said, the local people know I have a gun, they don't bother us. Realistic. Okay. Now for the uh, canon for defeating Kali Yoga. Canon for defeating Kali Yoga. Canon. I don't know the word in Tamil. If you don't, I can't help you. <laughs> but Kal Prabhupada said the canon 
for combating Maya is the Hare Krishna mantra. So now we'll have Arati and Kirtan. We have Canon and Canon. C-A-N-N-O-N and C-A-N-O-N. One is the Hare Krishna mantra and Canon means uh, teachings. C-A-N-O-N. Okay, no, it doesn't work. You can't translate in Tamil. It, it means a body of religious teachings. Canon. You know that word in... Arvatsky, similar word. Hare Krishna, now there is going to be Arati and Kirtan followed by uh, two skits performed by our devotees. So we request devotees to attend the entire function. Thank you again to all the devotees for attending this session, six days. Now, I am... Surprised and encouraged that so many devotees are patiently listening to heavy duty philosophy hour after hour, day after day. It's good, very good. That must be why Bhaktisthan Saraswati Thakur wanted to preach in South India. People have some, some taste for philosophical discourse. But they need to know the conclusion of. Uh, Shastra also, which is chant Hare Krishna, dance. In Tamil Nadu, we can get people to chant Japa, but to get them to dance in Kirtan takes a little encouragement. They're not used to that. They think when you go to a temple, it doesn't seem proper to them to jump up and down in a temple or in a religious function. They need a little religious education. Bring back Krishna Kirtan. Yes, there's so many disciples here, but the guru is missing.